3: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 359, April 8th, 2020. The high on this day was recorded in 1931 when it reached 83. And as was it was as chilly as nine degrees on this day in nineteen ninety-seven. Minnetonka had ice outs on this day, April 8th, in 1907, 1986, 1991. And White Bear Lake had ice outs on this day in 1934 and 1986.
4: And now,
1: from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Revers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the
5: newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks
3: commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Hello? How you doing? Uh, uh, Tom writes, is it just me or is everybody wondering if the city and the county are saving boatloads of money we not having the enormous payrolls during the virus lockup. There are very few police needed, zero city public workers fixing potholes. Parks are closed and other departments have furloughed countless workers. Will we get a tax credit because of the services not provided? Will the state give back to the people the excess taxes that burst the coffers and the legislature was salivating over to spend? Or will the politicians do the right thing and give every taxpayer a credit on the 2020 tax load, we all will have to bear. Huh? Each each Minnesota taxpayer is doing their fair share. How about the government tighten its belt for once? Fat
5: chance. Yeah, you no, know, It's a great idea.
3: We'd all be for it. <laughs> There's probably not one city employee who is not being paid. And uh, they are fixing streets. I see them. You wouldn't want to cut back on the police. Uh, so uh, I think the answer is uh, no. There will be no... Uh, and plus, the state surplus question has been answered. That got gobbled up in the Kovo fight. We ain't going to get no surplus.
4: Mm-mm. Really?
3: Use that for the Kovo fight. Yeah, yeah. I got a prediction to make. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah. I got a prediction to make. As people are enjoying uh, the parkways, uh, most principally in Minneapolis, closed to vehicle traffic, Uh, I predict that the salon will not let this go unnoticed. Uh, I predict from here on out there will be no car traffic on any of the parkways.
4: I've had that dark thought. Yeah. And they've closed um, west west. Mississippi River Parkway or whatever the hell it's called. They've closed the northbound lane from 46th Street all the way to 11th in downtown Minneapolis. Really? And that's open now to bikers only, which ironically, uh, I see a lot of walkers on, which has got to make the bicycle riders angry.
3: Closures for Cedar Lake Parkway and Lake of the Isles Parkway, joining the ones already in place for Lake Harriet Parkway, Lake Nokomis Parkway, and Main Street Southeast are creating some confusion among drivers. These traffic changes will stay in effect as long as uh, Governor Walz's emergency stay-at-home order is in place. You want to bet? I bet these continue.
4: Yeah, I I would. The
3: salon uh, looks out those stained glass windows and said, this is wonderful. Look at all the cars we're eliminating. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a garage logic prediction about number 422.
5: Well, and what's sad is you're usually right when you predict this kind of thing. So... We got that going for us.
3: Well, it's, uh, uh, the progressives like to say, uh, what's the Rahm Emanuel saying? Never let a good crisis go to waste. That's true. And so uh, you can imagine uh, some of the things the salon will take from this and then mandate in the future. Uh, it's, it's playing right into the hands of the, uh, the people who are pointing out that how clear the air is, for example.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh,
3: and it is. It's wonderful. It Which you also the- predicted, by the way. What clear
5: air? Yeah, yeah. That they would yeah. go to that. They would use that as the climate change. Yeah, you, oh, that God, was yes. about a month ago. You predicted that.
3: In India, you can see uh, wherever. Where is Mount Everest? Is that in India or, or China or somewhere over there? Uh, you can see it for from 125 miles away. You can see the peak. Wow, it's beautiful. Uh, but the same thing happened to air quality following 911 when the jets were uh, grounded. And people weren't doing much traveling.
5: Sure. I'm going to look so, it up. Where is, where is Mount Everest? Well, it's, it's in India. Where?
3: Is... You got your Sherpas and, uh, you know, you got your base camps and
5: you get all kinds of debris on well, that mountain. For... Pretty big. I mean, it could be in a couple of places. It's a big mountain. Yeah. I'm distracted. I just tweeted out the photo. Kenny found uh, the Minnesota DNR cam of Itasca State Park mm-hmm. at the Mississippi River headwater. I, I'm going to be distracted now. This Why? is incredible.
4: We put Why? it on the big screen. We
5: put it on the big screen in the studio. Is it beautiful? Oh, it's just gorgeous. You wouldn't mm-hmm. believe
3: it. Parkway roads will be dedicated to two-way pedestrian traffic. Cyclists are supposed to remain on the bike trails.
4: Oh, that's not how it's working.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's Actually, that's opposite of how it's working.
3: Well, what's working is there's no cars. The bikers and the pedestrians still have to figure out how they're going to handle it, but there's no automobile traffic or uh, extremely minimal. And I'm just, I'm just suggesting that uh, among the, uh, among the outgrowth of this uh, pandemic will be those
5: kinds of changes. We'll see. Uh, Mount Everest is just West of Nepal, just East of Bhutan and North of Bangladesh.
3: Yeah, I know. It's right. you you get a... <laughs> yeah, I know he it's says, right.
5: it's right in that area
3: there. <laughs> It's right in that area. Yeah, it's
5: right over there. You can find it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we were talking about Billy Martin on Monday Night Sports Talk. Yes, and Chief Offsite Correspondent <laughs> Kelsey, did you see this? Yeah, he uh, copied me on the on Billy's famous tops, nineteen seventy two Billy Martin card, <laughs> in which Billy is
5: uh, coyly giving the camera the finger. Yeah, he's got the Kenny's got the hand down by his knee. Yeah, and he's got the one salute pointing down instead of pointing up. It's gotta, fantastic. got to got to respect that. Yeah, so I didn't know he played for the Tigers. Uh, I believe uh, Chris that would have been when he was the manager of the Tigers. I gotcha cuz he looked like a player in the photo. He looked pretty young in that What partic- year what year? 78? Was he he would have been done by. Yeah, cuz he managed the Twins in what the late 60s? Well,
3: yeah, he wasn't playing for the Tigers, but in 1972, 1972 he must have managed the Tigers. There you go.
4: I have yeah. a baseball
3: question. Yes. Yeah.
4: Is this plan going to work? What plan? The go to Arizona? Ari- the
3: Arizona plan? I don't, I don't quite understand it.
5: Well, and I I I am desperate for any type of game to be played, so I'll take whatever I can get. But I, I also don't know how it could possibly work because if one person all of a sudden gets sick, the whole thing has to be shut down completely.
3: Well, what, what is the plan to use the uh, well? There
5: stadium isn't a plan; it's, di- it's just an idea being tossed to use out there. All
4: of the stadiums,
5: yeah, and in the, Arizona, the spring training sites. But here's going to be your problem. Let's say you start playing in in June or or late May. You're gonna play games outdoors in Arizona in late June, July, and August. It's gonna be 170 degrees out. Yeah, they'll live. They'll live unless you're playing the games at eight o'clock in the morning. Who's gonna want no to leave? Idea.
4: They have to leave their family because they're essentially right. quarantined, right. When they're not on the field, you're gonna
5: be living out of the hotel for the entire. And season. And then they don't use the dugouts; they use the uh, seat,
4: the stadium seating, right, to separate.
3: I, you know, I search mightily for notes of positivity about this and the news remains grim although uh I, I did hear today uh on cnn which is uh going full speed with the coverage of this so they had a a doctor on who was saying well some of the models uh, show a decrease in projected deaths that's really good news and, and some of the models show a, a lessening effect of the spread of the uh virus when that's good news and the and the anchors agreeing oh yeah those models and but she said but we have to be careful because the models aren't really that accurate we're we're still struggling with the model huh. and i'm thinking well every time you tell me what the temperature is going to be 100 years from now you're basing it on a model that you swear by
5: you know the weather analogy is kind of funny because that's the thought i had was you know when dave gets on the five and starts telling you what it's going to be like tomorrow you can take you know some truth with that because he's probably going to be pretty accurate but then that's just it they they don't they don't have any idea how this virus is going to spread one way or the other they're just basically guessing at that point is it
3: is it ren claire
5: ren claire yep
3: uh i was watching her do the weather last night she couldn't she said the models are not uh uh, reliable enough to tell us what's going to snow sunday That's only about five days away in the models. But anyway, when it comes to the uh, coronavirus, uh, apparently we're supposed to accept the fact that the models are are not 100% accurate. But when it comes to climate change, they managed to find people who tell us the models are 100% accurate. I ain't buying it. Right. I ain't buying it. I never have, never will. John Prine died.
4: What else did you see on CNN, Joe?
5: Uh, that's it. No, they what? pretty much switched gears you know, about that, what an that, hour ago.
4: They uh, that they stopped everything and went went a new direction. Did you see? Oh, that? for Bernie, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Bernie's out of the race. Yeah. That doesn't break my heart. He's
5: not going to be able to break him up.
3: No, Bernie wants to. Uh... Let's see, is he throwing his support to Biden? I believe. Well, he is. he's going to
5: have to. He's not going to mm-hmm. endorse Trump.
3: Yeah, Biden's too far ahead of him to have any reasonable hope of catching up.
5: Do you think Bernie will use the coronavirus pandemic? As the reason that he had to drop out? No, he doesn't have any delegates. He's been in hiding.
3: Sure. Uh, back to the salon uh, dwellers as they stare out their stained glass windows and are licking their chops at <laughs> turning all of the parkways into pedestrian only. <laughs> They're just they just completely remain silent. Which is fine with me. They can offer me nothing. They can offer us nothing. But it's extraordinary. They're they've just gone into hiding. Yeah, they have. Have you heard anything from the Minneapolis City Council? No. St. Paul City Council? I don't pay attention to your side. Well, <laughs> did you anybody see uh, Jay Coles' report last night about a shootout in St. Paul?
4: <laughs> live footage. I saw the footage on Twitter of all places. There
3: was Gun live fire. footage of it? Gunfire yeah, at yeah. the OK Corral.
4: Yeah, yeah. It was recorded on a security cam. You're kidding. Uh, door, Doorbell
3: cam. Yeah. Where was it? Uh, on 5th Street in Mounds Park, 47 rounds fired from the porch of a house as Whoa. people as people were fleeing in all directions and not one injury, which Whoa. is fortunate, but the idiot shooting were obviously not very good at it.
5: I, I will, in my defense, the last, I don't know, three or four days, I've, I've had to stop watching the news before I've gone to bed. Yeah, I don't watch it. Because uh, normally I would. I, I normally would watch it before I went to bed, but I... I just can't because I'm having very, very hard difficulty trying to fall asleep at night, so I've had to stop watching the news at night.
3: Yeah. Well, I have to because i have never... Well, mayor. I know
5: you do, but you, yeah. know, you try to catch up in the morning, but I can't do it before I go to bed anymore. It causes me anxiety.
4: You have some sort of lack of conscience, Such, where this bleep doesn't bother you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with a lack of I, conscience. I, I can't
4: even read the paper anymore. I, I'm, I'm serious. It just wrecks me.
3: Hey, you guys, great news. Yeah, huh? uh, John Height newscast today. Yeah, right. And the Rookster Inn, Thursday and Friday, That's in his right. normal spot. Uh, we're trying to assure you people that we're keeping this gang together. We just are walking, uh, uh, jumping through as many hoops as anybody else in this country.
5: We're trying to practice very respectful social yeah. distancing in the studio. The engineers Ugh. have,
4: they're working on a scheme to turn my laptop into some kind of broadcast yeah. facility. Yeah, And it sounds like it might happen and hopefully by Monday I'll be broadcasting from home, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow and Friday because frankly I've had enough of this. <laughs>
5: Hey, should we tell... I'm not going to try to lie. I'm just sick of this. Should we tell Joe the story we heard from our engineers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Joe... Um, Wait, which one? The the one about the our friends down the hall at the other station you happen to work for? Or should we not... Uh, don't get me in trouble. I won't get stations. you in trouble. Not at all. I'll, I'll, I'll be the... So, the engineers, Joe, you know, Mike and Paul and, and Jake and those guys have gone to great lengths to get everybody kind of set up with... Um, a studio so that they can all practice social dis- distancing, yeah. and uh, with both the our old station 1500 and and the uh, the Gal station at 107, you know some people have been broadcasting from home and some people have been doing other studios. I know Kenny's involved with that, and uh, it's gotten to the point now where basically everyone wants their own studio built inside their
3: house. Really,
4: and if someone gets one built first, the rest of the staff hates them it's so for life. Funny.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I told Kenny to tell him that they were building a new studio at his cabin or at his, at his place up at Alexandria, just yeah. to you know toss the grenade and walk away.
3: Well, if you're going to build one, Kenny, isn't that where you'd want one?
5: Uh, if I can
4: find good internet up there, I don't think I can actually get good internet on my farm. I might have to put a studio in town. Well,
3: do you even have electricity up there?
4: <laughs> we're going to water uh, or anything like we're that. We're going to be talking today also to uh, Adam. <laughs> From DK Mag. Oh, yeah. I, I wanna I actually wanna do a little um investigation. I wanna do a demographics investigation. I wanna know who's buying all the firearms right now. That's so interesting. We're talk to yeah. them in do you about think twenty yeah. minutes. People are hoarding, is that what you suspect? From what I'm hearing, that it's first time gun buyers. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Are worried about their future. And that worries those of us that own firearms because We've had training, and they haven't, and we're worried they'll end up shooting themselves or family members, you know.
3: Say, with the additional stay-at-home orders from Governor Walls, which will uh, be added to this Friday, uh, Schmelz Countryside and Maplewood, Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo is taking extra steps of precaution. Updated hours of operation Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5 p.m. And Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's safe and good for everybody. On-site sales appointment only. Uh, so that means no browsing in the sales floor, no kicking tires. You're in there alone with your own appointment. This is good and safe for everybody. And the on-floor employees are working half shifts to limit explore, uh, exposure. Cleaning and disinfecting happening throughout the day and thoroughly in between shifts. Uh, go to the websites. Three different websites that have all the inventory. SchmelzVW.com, com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you're most interested in, arrange your appointment, and you will have personal attention from one of the greatest staffs in the car business. 651-243-4316. 651-243-4316. They're going to keep it as safe as possible. And all you're not going to smell any lemon scent of disinfectant. <laughs> all you're going to smell <laughs> is the new car smell. We'll be back in just a bit.
4: Go where?
3: <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere.
4: Hey, I'll be right back. i got to go change out a light bulb. See you tomorrow, man.
3: I changed uh, changed two outdoor light bulbs. That required a ladder.
4: Did you write that down in your diary?
3: Found a dime the other day. You don't often find dimes. Oh, Suchi
4: boy, how's that lawn looking of yours? Is she uh, looking pretty rugged?
3: Now it's looking gray. Gray. Yeah,
4: I, I can make it better for you.
3: Yeah, Maybe. well, get over here and mow it. It then.
4: won't. Uh, it won't create any extra work for you. All you have to do before is, you
3: be, before you continue. Before I begin, might, yes. no, I mean before you continue. This might play into what you're going to tell us. Yeah. Uh, I predict that, uh, that not only will Governor Walls lift golf restrictions Friday, but I hope he puts the uh, yard and landscape crews back to work.
4: yeah, yeah, because we got to get cracking here because we've all made these appointments, and we all need professionalturf dot com to come out. Number one, give us that free estimate, set us up with three to four uh, uh, fertilizer and weed killer programs throughout the year. Uh, and then we've got to get going, man. Um my front yard looks fantastic. My backyard, not so much because I blow all this snow onto it all winter, but you know what? I couldn't care less because professionalturf.com, they're in control, and they'll make it look beautiful with no effort from me at all. All you're going to have to do when you get signed up for this program is mow and water. And by mow, I mean every fourth day you're out there mowing a thick, luscious carpet of green. Sign up now. Get the uh, free estimate. They come out and give you a free estimate. It's professionalturf.com. You can't forget it. Professionalturf.com.
3: I have seen remarkable photographs taken with iPhones. Have you guys? Oh, uh, yeah. uh, people People do some marvelous photography with iPhones. So I spent considerable time last night taking pictures of the moon. The so-called pink moon, and they don't turn out well on it's an iPhone. So
4: disappointing because that moon looks so big, right? And then you look at your photograph and it's just a tiny little dot. It looks
3: like a flashlight beam. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You're damn near blinded looking at it with your naked eye, and then you take a picture of it, and it's eh, well, would, it wasn't worth taking the picture.
5: Would you say right. that that photo you decided to take last night of the moon is better or worse than the photo of the stars you decided to send us down in Florida a couple of years ago?
3: Yeah, that was. Uh, I made a technical. I, that was a technical mistake. You guys got to look at this. Look at these things. It looks yeah. like it was almost as if you were in a closet. Yeah, I, but when I was looking at what I was trying to take a picture of, it was very nifty. Oh. Back to my original point. Uh, apparently, I don't know how to take photographs with an iPhone. There are probably people who know how to photograph the moon well, with an iPhone, but and I'm I, not
5: one of them. I know what style of phone you have. Some of the the, the photos that people are taking with the new was it iPhone 11? It has the it has three different lenses I with, the, it, and they're really really nice.
3: I don't have that. No. I just get the one lens. Right. Uh, but oh, what a gorgeous moon. What a gorgeous moon. Now, I never saw it turn pink. Did you have to stay up till 3 in the morning to
5: see that?
4: Uh, I drove in this morning, and I could see the moon. It wasn't pink.
5: Yeah, I never saw the pink part. Yeah. Well, you uh, got another shot tonight, right? Don't we have it? Wasn't it last night and tonight? I
3: don't think you get uh, two full moons on consecutive nights. I'm going to look I, that up. I think that, No, I think that baby's gone. <laughs> you had your chance. But boy, what a beauty. It was just a beauty. A but I sure moon. as hell... now. This is always predictable in times of uncertainty. Uh, UFO sightings increase, for example, and a strange phenomenon gets reported, and people see Christ in a tree, and it just goes on and on and on. And I, I've always believed that these uh, 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 dynamics are a, a result of troubled times. Now, the latest is, and it's, 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 it's hard to deny the video I'm watching unless somebody's creating it, but you, have you seen the objects flying around the moon? What? No. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there are these white uh, uh, tic-tac shapes that the Navy has observed off San Diego where they've described these white uh, craft that defy all boundaries of physics. You've heard about those stories mm-hmm. where they go sure. up and down and disappear. And, uh, well, they appear to be these tic-tac-shaped white vehicles, and they cast a shadow on the moon as they fly by, and then they frolic and turn around and come and take another look. Is it the look. commies? I, I doubt it. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. As I say, these sightings increase during times of uncertainty. Then in Nebraska, there has been the repeated return of a long, white, cigar-like object that flies over Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And there's there's more, uh, more stories of that uh, in today's papers. And I always check the websites. And if it's the Daily Star, I just go on to the next story. I don't trust anything that RAG does. That's one of the U.K. tabloids. Uh, but neither of these websites were the Daily Star. They were One was Sputnik.com, whatever that is. And the other one, uh, uh, and then there's a story of a guy in a Cessna who uh, was given permission to fly over Area 51. Do oh, you read really? that? No. And took pictures in his Cessna. And they said he was allowed to fly over Area 51 because at that time it was cold, meaning no flights were taking place. So they gave him a ground clearance to oh. fly over it. Oh, okay. So, so I don't know why other pilots haven't done this. but uh, And there was nothing to be gleaned from the photographs, it looks like a large uh, airbase right. with a couple of hangars and uh, a number of landing uh, strips. Sure, uh, but uh, it wasn't as though you were seeing somebody with five heads sticking out the window of a one of the hangars. It, it was uh, just looks like a big airport. This guy took great photos, and they're all over the Daily Mail. If you want to see them, uh,
5: not really, no, oh, not, no, not because good.
3: there really isn't anything to see.
5: Well, do you know what the pink, how the pink moon gets its color? I don't. The orange and red tints are caused by dusty particles in the Earth's atmosphere. When packets of light known as photons pass through the atmosphere, it produces a pink hue. Hmm. I didn't get the pink hue. I just got the, I just got the glaring white. But when I, when I Googled that, the reason I was confused, I thought it was tonight and tomorrow, it says late April 7th and the early hours of April 8th. That's why I was confused.
4: Hmm. Well, well, well maybe- that was, would have been this morning when I was and driving you didn't in. see it?
5: And uh, I saw it, and it was not pink. Because hmm. there are cool photos that I'm seeing uh, via the Google on the depends, internet. Well, it depends
3: where you were in the world, apparently. Correct. Whether you uh, were able to find those or not.
4: Uh, Is there any ex uh, any exclamation ex- explanation uh, explanation from the government about these aircraft flying around the moon? No. Because I uh, believe everything the government tells me to, uh, and I want <laughs> I want to know what they say.
3: I should save this email for Rook, but it's too good to... uh, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail Hail you. I was a day behind on my listening, so I was listening to the Monday episode tonight, Tuesday. My seven-year-old son and I were sitting at the kitchen table. I was finishing up some work on my laptop while he was reading his Ranger Rick magazine. At one point, Kenny started taking you and Reavers to task for not caring about tigers. You were talking about the tiger at the Bronx Zoo with COVID nineteen. That's right. Reavers said, "I don't care about tigers unless it's Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I need my Frosted Flakes." Without looking <laughs> up from funny, his Chris. magazine, Thank you. without looking up from his magazine, my seven-year-old said, "Today the role of rookie will be played by Chris Reavers. <laughs> Hold on, he gets a rim shot. No, it, for that gets, one. No, it gets better. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> He didn't even crack a smile or look up as his hand slowly rose for a high five. As I gave him his well-deserved high five, he licked the finger on his other hand and turned the page. Never looked up at all. The CP, on the other hand, was shooting me daggers and said, I hope you're proud. Oh. Well, Joe, I am proud. <laughs> I think we're all proud. <laughs> because next to me in a voice I could barely hear came the FFLF. And his hands started raising again, <laughs> trying to raise, trying to raise them
5: right. <laughs> Joe in Woodbury, isn't uh, that great? That's
4: so awesome.
5: This kid is fantastic. Never looked up. Never looked up. Do you know what? Outside of the great. I'm so glad to hear kids are still reading Ranger Rick. <laughs> I'm so glad kids are listening to GL. Well, that's true, too. And
4: he's so casual about it. Oh, he yeah, doesn't yeah. even look up. He just raises for the high
5: five. Did you guys Today read Ranger Rick? Revers, I don't know what Ranger oh, Rick Ranger is. Oh, Ranger Rick was fantastic. I didn't know that was still around. That, that warms my heart.
4: See, I thought he got arrested for something and ended up in treatment and then was ended up on the lam. <laughs>
5: what? Yeah, I thought there was a, a real bad end to it. Is, what is Ranger he's Rick? He's a cartoon. A ba- he's teaching you about wildlife. And Ranger Rick would be all over the Itasca State Park camp. Yeah, there's a lot of visitors there today. They're we thought we were going to see a kid making his first walk across the river, Joe, Yeah, when yeah. you were reading the email. Do you have the You Can Keep It
3: Running Baby Sounder? Could you find that?
5: Uh, You're going to have to give me a minute here, Brian. Well, I
3: don't don't think it's that complicated. I think it would be on the main page Uh as opposed to the liners page. Because I got a great email from a a CI girl who deserves that uh, You Can Keep It Running Sounder. Uh But not if it's going to take 20
5: minutes. Uh, Just tell the story. Read the email.
3: Oh, it's a very short email. Oh, okay. Took advantage of National Beer Day and hung out in my garage with my baby. Love my Corvette. Wow. Wish, wish weather was going to be better. Love you guys. Listen every day. CI girl, Sheila.
5: Ah, oh, you can keep her running.
3: Oh, you can keep that running, baby.
4: I think I know Sheila. I think Sheila follows me on Twitter, and I think Sheila is one of the coolest CI uh, girls out there.
3: Oh, they're if, out there. If it's the
4: same Sheila I'm thinking of.
3: And and she's she's echoing what I predicted. Uh, even though yesterday was not an official garage door opener because it was a Tuesday, uh, I'm sure many people threw open the garage door. Oh. I I certainly did. I got a lot of work done uh, outside and around cars and stuff. It was just gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, the garage door was open. He's still looking, Yeah, it's up. Mouth agape. Yeah. Never mind, Chris. It's come and gone.
5: I'm going to rain man this thing. I'm fine in it. It's
3: come and gone. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it.
5: So you're telling us that you're going to watch a rabbit show tonight, huh?
3: There's a nature special on the interesting world of rabbits. (laughs) I might have to check that out. Honest to God. Oh, you know, I told you guys before, people are always telling me, Oh, man, you're missing some really great TV. Pat, Pat's the chief instigator. He's sure. always finding something on Netflix yeah, and what yeah, have you. Yeah. And I'm hearing it at home because I, I live with a great TV watcher who's appreciative of all this new stuff. And and people have been bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. you got to watch Ozark.
4: Oh, yeah. Everybody's been telling me that.
3: Yeah. So I went what I presumed. Last night I gave the first I watched the whole first episode, uh, presuming that it was the first episode. But the longer the uh, episode went, it became clear to me that apparently I have not found the opening episode because whatever I was watching made absolutely no sense mm. and and gave me every indication that I would have needed to watch previous episodes for anything I was watching to have made sense. And what I was watching didn't interest me enough to go back and find episode one. I I think there's something wrong with me.
4: Uh, Well, we've been trying to tell you that for years, Joe. I mean, it's finally occurring to you. You had to discover that something's wrong with you yourself, being told there's something wrong with you didn't register with you but,
3: but why are my uh, standards for being entertained so strict
4: no they're not strict they're, they're 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 um they're real simple they're 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 dumb joe dumb um i'm gonna guess you did not like twilight uh, not twilight zone uh twin peaks the TV show Twin Peaks.
3: Oh, barely remember yeah, it. Maybe watch an episode or two. Too
4: much, too confusing, too too surreal for you, right? Well,
3: I'll, tell, I'll tell you one I did like. Blue
4: Velvet. What about the movie Blue Velvet? I bet you hated that
3: movie. Yeah. But let me tell you a TV series. Well, I think something
4: it... about building the Mackinac Bridge. We all know. A, a show about <laughs> birds. You, you like those kind of shows. If there's a show about building a road, you'll be there because it's simple and easy to understand. A show about Henry Ford... And the, and the production line—you can—that's—that's that's the Joe Show.
3: Never missed an episode of Northern Exposure.
4: Yeah, that's—that was a good show. I really yep. enjoyed that show, but it was again simple and not complicated. And you should know, people from small towns aren't that cool.
3: No, but you know what? I'm, I'm, and I'd never missed an episode of the Rockford Files, and own every one of them. But here's my, here's here's my, my I'm not not done, Kenny. uh, Okay, but we're going to circle back
4: to Rockford Files.
3: Yeah. Here's my observation. Boy, I wish I was there so I could cut your throat off. Uh, (laughs) The observation I've made is that, let's say both in the Rockford Files and in Northern Exposure, there were some extremely interesting characters who I found interesting. And whatever hour I watched last night of this, uh, what the hell is it called, Ozark, I, you know, I, didn't, I don't care about them. They did nothing didn't do anything for me. So I don't know if I'm going to go back. What's this I'm hearing? Hello?
5: We can't hear it, Chris. No, g- g- was I interrupting? No, we thought you were playing something. We could barely hear something.
4: Okay, sorry about that.
5: Go ahead, finish your thought, John, and I'll play what I found.
3: I'm done. Can go back to the Rockford Files?
4: where did he empty the toilet for that trailer there wasn't a toilet hookup there wasn't a sewer
3: hookup and it never occurred to me to wonder that i always wonder things regarding roycy and i found that spot in malibu i would always uh you
5: mean where the trailer was
3: yeah i'd always hector patrick to go with me if i'd rent a car or something we were on the road and uh, we'd go see stuff and i we found that spot that's pretty cool mm. where rockford lived. that was yeah. that was interesting One day we got a call. Well, actually, many days we get calls from people who start things for us. Usually, they return to the telephone. Listen to this guy. This guy's been waiting some time for a mayoral decision. Joel. Mr. Mayor, how are you? Good.
4: I've worked hard all week. I want to uh, enjoy something here. I've got to decide which to to go with. All right. I've got an Arturo Fuente Hemingway and a Harley. Which should I fire up first?
3: The Harley. Hang on a sec. Oh, oh! listen to this now. Huh? Friday afternoon. Oh, oh, oh potato, potato, potato,
5: potato, 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 potato. The guy left. <laughs> <laughs> this what one was labeled left? Garage Logic 25th Anniversary and Baby, but it was Baby Harley I discovered as I started playing it. I thought it was the gal calling in saying you could leave it running baby
3: i remember that call he never came back to the phone
5: <laughs> <laughs> well but he gave you the option what was the other
3: bike that he had no it wasn't a bike mr it was... Scanboy. it was a cigar, cigar. oh cigar. i
5: yeah. gotcha
3: yeah and uh to, for all we know uh years and years have gone by and he's still riding somewhere he just took off <laughs> pull that pot, the...
4: pull that pot down yeah is it off yeah i hear weird static in my headphones
5: oh i'm sorry Sorry to hear that, Kenny.
3: Uh, John Heights coming up, huh? Yes. Well, let's take a little pause. Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere.
4: DKMags.com. A essential business, or would it be an essential business? Whatever, they're open for business, and uh, business is booming. And we actually called up to uh, DK Mags in New Brighton, Old Highway Eight, and uh, we have Adam on the line. Hi, Adam, you there? Adam. Adam, how's it going? It's really been busy. That's what I've been hearing. A buddy went up there a couple of weeks ago. And he said, you guys have people spaced out, waiting outside, and then only like one or two customers are let in the store uh, at at a time. And he said, during the whole process, the store is constantly being wiped down, so everything is clean and healthy, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Great efforts have been taken to protect the staff and the customers coming in.
4: Fantastic. Now, uh, I don't know if you watch a lot of TV news. Suits, you're here too, so if you need to throw something in, go ahead. I don't know if you watch a lot of TV news, but the TV news is uh, saying, and, and it really drives me crazy because they do it with panic in their voices, that uh, the firearms are just flying off the shelves now and blah, blah, blah. And, and they, they put this, this worry in their voice like this is a horrible thing. What none of these stories have mentioned, um, and I'm under the impression, and I hope you can clear it up, I'm under the impression that a lot of these buyers are first-time buyers who have never owned a firearm before because the news stories kind of make it sound like guys like us who already have a bunch of guns are going up and buying even more guns because we're preparing for the end of time and <laughs> from what I can tell it's just not like that
3: Kenny Yeah you got to you got to calm down uh, Adam are we seeing yeah. a uh, is this analogous to hoarding toilet paper No not at
0: all uh, Okay He's he's exactly right actually so many of them of the buyers are uh, first timers it's uh, real unique to all the other times that we've had this kind of rush buying uh, many of them are new time new or first time buyers uh, huh. coming in and getting a ton of advice um, It's just different than it's been in the past
3: well i uh, I can understand it I don't know what they anticipate is coming down the road but uh, they want to be prepared
4: are any of well, that- Go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, I was going to say the Boy Scouts always say be
0: prepared. Yeah, yeah.
4: Are any of them and I hope they would be inquiring about uh, where they can get some instruction on how to use these firearms?
0: Oh, yeah. Good. Uh there there's a bunch of there's a bunch of recommendations that DK has given for concealed carry or other classes for that kind of stuff. That's it's really common to ask.
4: Good. Good because I, I just get uh, all these worrisome thoughts that people that have never owned a firearm are going home and just doing virtually everything wrong, and I don't want these people to get hurt themselves or hurt their family. And they need to know, uh, you know, this is firearms are a serious deal. I mean, we have a lot of fun with them at the range and everything, but my goodness, we're we're really serious about safety, and that's always been a concern of mine.
0: Yeah. Uh- from what I've seen personally, it, there's, it's a thought, but it's not one of the major concerns I would have during this. Good. You know, uh,
4: cause yeah.
0: Remember, it's a self-selected group of people. You're still not dealing with the average person that doesn't know anything about buying guns. Most of them have had guns, hunted when they were kids, and they're just kind of going back okay. to what was normal to them in the past.
4: Cool, good. Um, how about the last time we saw a big run on firearms and ammunition, there was a lot of places that wouldn't sell you more than a box or two of like say 22 rounds have you had to curtail some sales or are you pretty well stocked in in uh, in ammunition
0: originally we were on pretty strict limits yeah. uh the owner dave has gotten on the phones quite a bit and has brought in a fair amount of ammo so i don't know exactly what the limits are today but there is nine millimeter 556 and 22 on the shelf
4: good 22 are always the ones that are fun to have because we all sit around. I mean, that's the cheap firearm to bring up to the range that you can go through a lot of uh, rounds, and it won't cost you an arm and a leg.
0: Yep. Uh, The 22 didn't get quite the run this time, although it's always a top seller.
4: Such, when are we going to be able to set you up with a 12-gauge and get you out and uh, start shooting some trap and clay pigeons?
3: As soon as you would reveal the location of your secret farm. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well, you're not invited up oh, there. Oh, then I, it'll be a while. Plenty of places around town where we can go shoot clay pigeons.
3: Yes, I've shot clay pigeons. I enjoy that.
4: Yeah, it's absolutely it's it's really fun and what I've been saying for a while, it's it's the new bowling. It's it's far yeah. it's far more fun to get in a trap league and shoot that than it is to go sit in a bowling alley.
0: All he has to do is say the word and he'll be our personal guest so anywhere he wants to go at any time.
4: Fantastic. Is there anything you want to get in Adam? Anything you want to mention? Uh, Just that if the door
0: happens to be locked at the store, it's because we are trying to make sure that all of our employees and our customers get taken care of properly. We're cleaning the store. Uh, We're making people wait outside. There are signs on the door with directions on what to do if the door is locked.
3: Cool. All right. Best of luck, Adam. Thank you. Thank you.
4: And don't forget about Monticello. Monticello Pond and Gun, also owned by
5: DKMags.com. All
3: right. right. Thank you. Are we going to uh, visit John Height?
5: Yes, we are. As soon as I get through to him on the phone line, sir.
3: Oh, okay, I
5: see. When did you shoot clay pigeons? I've been uh, doing that for years. <clears throat>
3: I was on the Olympic uh, rifle team in 1968.
5: Anyway, here's John Height in the, in the remote <laughs> newsroom. Oh, wow! I <laughs> want to hear
1: more about the Olympic rifle team. I
5: was I was
3: <coughs> consider a sharpshooter. Oh yeah.
1: All right then, I'll do some news now. Okay, how you are you doing? hanging
3: in there, Johnny? I'm, I'm 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 all right.
1: You know, yeah. Had a, had, had another fire last night. That's about the fourth one in the last. Boy, day.
5: you've <laughs> got to stop tweeting out those photos of your fire because it really makes me want to come over. But then I remember we don't do that. John, kind of thing. how do the neighbors deal with that? Are they cool with that? Uh...
1: Actually, the neighbor on the other side has had about three fires in the last week, so they
4: don't care. My neighbor, we have one neighbor that has fires frequently, and boy, all the other neighbors get all snotty and complainy and whiny. They don't like it in uh, South Minneapolis.
3: (laughs) Well, I must say I can't blame them. I was just going to say, so they're like Joe. (laughs) Yeah got one right here. (laughs) Well, nothing nothing worse than your house filling up with smoke.
1: That's true, but we yeah. where our houses are you know far enough apart here that we're, we're good. Well, I, li-
3: I live in the sustainable urban core, so does Candy. Well, I, I don't I don't live in the country like you guys think, but
1: there you know there's a little more room.
3: Are you playing Are uh, you playing yourself a lot of John Prime music today?
1: Uh, played a ton last night, actually, and uh, a little yeah. bit this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very sad. You, you kind of knew it was coming, though, didn't you? I mean, but...
3: well, he had <laughs> the underlying complications. That doesn't help if you got the covo.
1: Yeah, and he just, uh, it's been two weeks. It just seemed like, well, he's stable, but you know, that's all. Nothing else yeah. happened, so anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, that was one of my stories, so John Prine died, we'll just say that. He's 73. He was 73. Uh, I was surprised to see him get a little front-page picture on the Star Tribune. It
3: was nice yeah, I did, I did, too. Hmm. I did, too. This little he's getting hes getting extraordinary attention for a guy well, he, who never had extraordinary commercial success. Oh, but he's, I
1: mean, every, he's so
3: respected. No, I understand yeah. that, John, but he never had commercial success.
1: No, but that first album, everybody knows five songs off his first yeah.
5: album. Is he getting yeah. that this much uh, exposure because of what he succumbed to? No, no.
4: That, well,
3: okay. no, I think Reeves have a, might have a good point. Another celebrity bites the dust because of COVID. That but might I be think, part of it. I, I don't think it is. That's okay. just
1: me. Just, because he's always gotten this much attention from the people I hang out with. Right.
4: It's not... So, if you were going to tell somebody like Reavers, our rookie, uh, uh, which album to buy, which one would you start with? For
1: well, I would buy the first one. That's, I mean, it's brilliant. It's the one with Paradise. It's the one with Your Flag to won't get you into heaven anymore. It's the one with Illegal Smile. It's you know, but, but they're all good.
5: Early
4: seventies.
1: That was seventy two, I think.
4: Okay,
5: I didn't know yeah. about the Gene Siskel connection until yesterday.
1: What? <laughs> Uh, I didn't either until yesterday. Well,
5: well, oh, you didn't? Okay, good. No, I, I felt I dumb not for not knowing that. I, I don't know. What so do you know? go ahead, John. Tell the story. Well, I don't know the whole
1: story. All I saw yesterday was a brief story that somehow so, he had introduced him in Chicago. or Well, or, before you, that, you tell it
5: he was, yeah. Gene Siskel was watching some movie in Chicago, and the the popcorn apparently was so salty he walked out of the theater <laughs> And went next door to a bar to order a beer. Prine was there playing, and Siskel wrote about him. And that's what kind of led to some of his fame, which you I thought was really stories. cool.
4: Oh, Fascinating.
1: Gotta love those stories.
5: Absolutely. I thought that was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Hal Wilner also died. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hal. Uh, he was the sketch music producer on Saturday Night Live. But I knew him better because he did a bunch of tribute albums, produced them including back in the late 80s, there was one with uh, rock stars doing Disney songs.
3: you guys remember that? I do not. Uh,
1: Bonnie Raitt, uh, Michael Stipe was on there, Tom Waits, uh, The Replacements did uh,
3: Cruella de Vil on there.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, I've heard,
3: I've heard that version of Cruella de Yeah, it
1: came from that album that Hal Wilder produced, but yeah. he also died from COVID-19 yesterday. Uh, he was also—he's on SNL forever. He was mm-hmm. uh, and produced albums by Lou Reed and Lucinda Williams. Marianne Faithful uh, did movie music. Uh, anyway, he—he uh, he also. I—I uh, he I found the
5: headline, Johnny. Even though yep. he wasn't a music critic. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. It was Roger Ebert, not Gene Siskel. I apologize. Roger Ebert was so taken with John Prine after seeing him perform at a Chicago club back in 1970, he became the first person to write a review of the mailman who would become an American music legend. Rest in peace. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the 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 Tribune re- reposted that article yesterday. Uh,
1: there was one, one more thing about John. There was a uh, Jason Isbell, who's a brilliant, Songwriter uh, posted a thing that said, Just think when he was first discovered at Talent Night, he did two songs, Angel from Montgomery and Hello in There, both of which are, you know, brilliant songs. So yeah, his point was, Can you imagine walking into a, you know, open mic show and going, Hey,
2: this guy's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But,
1: anyway, uh, other news Bernie Sanders. You guys talk about this already thing? He broke it up. He broke it up. He dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. He had some uh, early triumph in the primaries, but uh, Joe Biden uh, now seen as the favorite, and of course is the favorite. Uh, the national delegate race goes to Biden at this point.
3: You know Already, what this means, I, don't you, John? What? We're this means we're done with this fool. Finally, he's he can't. He's not going to show up again in four years. No, because he'd be what 80, 81. 80, right? 81? Well, we're yeah. done with him and good riddance.
1: Uh, the president, did uh, you see this, already tweeting, making a play for all of Sanders' supporters. <laughs> he wants, them all, wants them all to come over and join I just him.
3: somehow I don't see that happening. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't, don't either.
1: either. I don't either. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I do not. Uh, five eyewitness news, the folks downstairs in the building that Chris and Kenny are at. Did you see this video they had from the shootout the other night? Yes, my word. It, oh, my goodness. The security cam caught a gunfight between several people last Saturday. 700 block of 5th Street East in the Dayton's Bluff neighborhood. 18 seconds of chaos in those 18 seconds, 47 shots. St. Paul police said it was a miracle nobody was injured in the shootout. It happened about 11 to 15 in the evening. Uh, sources told KSTP police recovered the 47 shell casings and a magazine for a Glock pistol inside the home where the shooting started. Uh, KSTP checked records for the house. The shooting uh, where it had started and found police have been there 33 times the past two years. Many of those contacts for domestic assault. Police aren't saying uh, much else. The landlord, though, uh, did tell a TV station he's asking the tenants to leave the home within the next seven to ten
3: days now i'm curious about that will he be successful because uh, the rulers from the salon are really cracking down on property owners and tightening the means of actually uh, getting rid of a tenant and it wouldn't surprise me at all if the if the uh, mysterians say the landlord has no right to evict them just because they shot 50 rounds into the street yeah, well, I hope he, I hope he's sad. successful. I hope he's well, successful. I, I do too. Plus, yeah. if police have been there thirty-three times in two years, you know what? You, you mm. might want to you know, well, just move well. Around. That's the second thing. If they've been there thirty-three times in two years, why in the hell were they still there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, with the uh, I don't know about you guys. My hair is getting a little. Uh, <laughs> she's getting a little wild.
5: Yeah. Lots I'm finally
3: going to have that ponytail I've always wanted. It's going <laughs> to be one of the ugliest <laughs> ponytails you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I'm working on my, uh, you know, 70s country star hairdo right now. It's yeah. it's pretty big, pretty big. Uh, if, you, if you want to cut your own hair, don't do it. That's what stylists are saying.
4: I, I, I did it three weeks ago. It's easy. It's I like, well, yeah, but you just kind of... You just over. went with the high and tight, the high yeah. and you Just give yourself a buzz cut. Yeah. Right. Well, right.
1: as a matter of fact, Kenny, uh, this uh, woman, Kim Bell, who runs Bellissimo Salon and Day Spa on Cottage Grove says, yeah. if you're going to do it, that's what you should do.
3: Of course. Shave yeah, head. You, yeah, you can't make any mistakes that way. Yeah, and she says uh, hair grows
1: average of half an inch a month, so it'll be back before
3: you know it.
5: I gave the uh, I gave the eight year old the old buzz treatment on Sunday, and uh, he was devastated that I I mean I cut it down to the skull basically, and he was uh, he was not happy with me.
1: I uh, saddest day of my life, fifth grade. My mother gave me a crew cut. Fifth grade, I still remember it. I have scars from it.
3: That's I cut horrible. my own hair when I was about four and had a giant uh, bald spot on the top of my I head. I got news for you,
4: pal. It still looks like you cut your own hair. <laughs>
3: yeah, it does sometimes.
1: Yeah, they're sort of wild. They're going to use their home arena to host a blood drive. Obviously, they can't play hockey there. They're teaming up with the American Red Cross. They hold the blood drive April 15th at the Excel Energy Center.
5: Uh, that, of course, in downtown St. Paul. Today would have been the first day of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Really? Yep. Hmm.
4: Johnny, what do you think about the baseball plan, the
5: Arizona plan?
1: Uh, well, I, is that going to work? I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work.
4: Either.
5: I'm desperately hoping for any type of baseball, Jim, but I'm with you. I don't know how that's going to work. But Wouldn't it be fun to
4: see these major league teams playing in small Oh, parks? yeah.
5: I think it would be it'd great. It would be a blast. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it
1: would be, be really cool. Uh, Pat Harvey. Remember Pat Harvey? No.
3: Sure. St. Paul she Public was a schooler. super.
1: She was a super. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she demanded better of low-performing schools at the start of No Child Left Behind, the era she has died. She died February 24th in Alexandria, Virginia, at the age of 72. In 1999, she was the district's first female African-American superintendent, recruited out of Chicago Public Schools, where she had been a teacher, principal, and accountability chief, in her first year in St. Paul, she angered teachers by putting 11 schools on academic probation for low test scores. According to her niece, Harvey died from multiple sclerosis.
3: Ah, but not the COVID.
1: Nope, not the COVID. Yeah. Nabir Nib- Sarma, a sophomore at the University of Minnesota, he's from Eden Prairie. He will All make right. his first appearance in the Jeopardy! College Championship this Friday. All really? Right.
3: Really? Yeah, pretty good, huh? Yeah, I don't like
5: it. Uh, it's a game show, though, isn't it? I don't like those. God, you are so weird. Jeopardy's yeah, though, pretty easy to digest for you, Joe. Yeah, it's more, it's wonderful. more laid back. Is it on during the day? It's on at 4 or 4.30. Uh,
3: it's the worst time.
5: I that's only like terrible. it when Norm MacDonald's on. I want to yeah. solve the puzzle, Alex. <laughs> looks...
3: I just want to know who he is. That's all.
5: <laughs> who when is we were growing, growing up, I used to like to skip school to watch Jeopardy. That's how, oh,
1: that's how I look at Jeopardy. That was... Ooh. That was in the that, 60s. That gives me the willies.
2: <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> the 10-day college competition started Monday, continues next week. Uh, this kid from Eden Prairie will face off against Tyler Combs, a senior at Indiana University of Bloomington, Indiana, and Natalie Heathcote, a junior at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, it airs, oh, it says right here, Joe, 430 on CARE 11. Oh, boy. Here, If Pop. you want to tune in. you got time now.
5: No. So I'm just seeing this from Darren Ravel talking about you know we were talking about sports cancellations and whatnot. How about this nugget, boys? Wimbledon, because you know that we we had to cancel Wimbledon. Yeah. Wimbledon reportedly paid two million dollars a year for pandemic insurance for the past 17 years, a total of 34 million. For this year's cancellation as a result of the coronavirus. Wimbledon's going to reportedly receive $141 million from that policy. Wow. That executive's getting himself a bonus. Wow. I
4: I wonder what their revenue is normally. Well, that's uh, that's probably
5: what it would be, don't you think? I
4: don't know. Wimbledon's a week long.
3: Uh, boy, it'd be—I've been there and I've seen it, and it's—it would be hard for me to believe they could generate 140 million dollars in okay. ticket sales and whatnot. What does but, a, You know, you got the TV high, you got the yeah. TV contract yeah. and the whole deal. Got to buy a soda pop. Oh yeah, no, no strawberries and cream. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Uh, here, here we go again. I'm mysterious. Cigar-shaped UFO has been yeah, that Johnny. I
3: I brought. I'm glad you have this. I brought it up earlier. And do you also have the objects that are flying around the moon? Did you I see do that? not have that. Oh, one. Oh yeah, we got. That. Sorry to not bring that one in. There's stuff hanging out there. Tell us about this.
1: This uh, this time they've been seen in various places, including over the city of Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, the object uh, is racing through the sky, not just floating. Its color is a little different than uh, past appearances, too. In past videos, it was black. Now it's blue and glowing. The incident recorded by an amateur astronomer who sent the video to the popular YouTube channel, Mr. MBB333, which is dedicated to mysterious events. video quickly went viral. Viral. With more than, than 12,000 people seeing it. Uh, also, this story has a new word I've never seen. Uh, I'm assuming it... Has to do with the internet and citizens. Citizens, yeah. they're calling them netizens. Uh, Many that's... netizens agree. The yeah. enigmatic object in Fog the foghorn,
5: that reefs. I, I, I don't even get it. Well,
1: uh, net like internet, Chris, an uh, internet uh, citizen. Net- okay. Netizens. No, you, you
5: know go. you're right, Joe. That gets this. Yeah, <laughs> John.
3: Yes, it's always been my uh, finding that the more uncertain the times we live in, the more these kinds of stories become prevalent. I think you are correct in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Fiat. You still got that Fiat uh, Chrysler stock, Joe? Hanging on to it, baby. <laughs> you know, they
1: just uh, today they're recalling more than three hundred sixty-five thousand vehicles.
3: <laughs> John, I didn't need to hear this story. <laughs> M- John, mainly in yeah, where where Europe. mainly in Europe? I hope. Mainly in North America. Uh-huh. Well, John, you're really taking me down the old.
1: <laughs> because the rear view camera image can stay illuminated
3: longer than allowed. Oh, wow, you know what that is? That's nothing. You can fix I, that. I rarely use my rear view camera, I confess. Well, I, I got work. news for you. Uh, you're yeah. using it whether you want to or not. They're automatic. You don't turn them on and off. Well, no, but I don't look at it. Okay.
1: I use my rearview mirror or whatever, all right, all right. like like I have for forty years or whatever. Right, all right. The, re- <laughs> the recall covers Ram pickups, Dodge Durangos, Jeep Grand Cherokees, Jeep Wranglers, and Jeep Renegade SUVs from the twenty
3: nineteen and twenty twenty model years. That's nothing. That'll they'll take care of that in a heartbeat. A man wrecked his. There was 700- that client?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Johnny. Whoops, yeah, I kind of forgot there. I, yeah,
1: what am I thinking?
3: What am I? No, having? it's it'll be all fine. It's a. Oh, uh, it's, no, they're uh, gonna be okay. <laughs> everything's it's, gonna be okay. They'll take care of that. I. They'll, they'll no, fix that. In a, okay. Fix that in a heartbeat. In this, bring it right to me. Now. I'll fix it, damn In thing.
1: my driveway, there's three Jeep Renegades, so you know they're part of the recall. So I can't really, you know, say yeah. that. So we'll be fine. We'll be yeah. fine. A man wrecked his seven hundred fifty thousand dollar Porsche Mirage GT supercar while speeding around the deserted streets of Manhattan, allegedly high on drugs.
3: Yeah, I saw the video. He deserves everything that happened to him.
1: 33-year-old Benjamin Chen lost control of the ultra-rare supercar at 7.30 a.m. Tuesday and hit a parked car. Several stunned New Yorkers looked on as he tried to drive the car away despite heavy damage to the body and tires. Eventually, police got there and Chen was arrested, charged with reckless driving and driving under the influence of drugs
4: what kind of drugs
5: uh it doesn't say actually
3: kenny too many rich people own cars they cannot possibly handle
5: i was just going to ask you because don't you have a theory on a specific kind of car that you'd say oh a rapper's going to end up wrapping around a bank pole or something like that
3: even if i had the money i wouldn't buy that car it's too much car it was
4: 21 of 25 made. Right. Did you hear how wow. it sounded when he tried to speed away? Uh-huh. That is the <laughs> sexiest sound I have ever did,
3: heard. Uh, did you
1: guys see what this fella does, what what he's known for? Uh, he,
5: reminder. He he's a podcast he, producer.
1: He started the Gold Rush Rally. That's a luxury rally across America known for its accidents. Oh. And he's filmed him. He's filmed himself driving 246 miles an hour
2: wow. in a Bugatti
1: Veyron.
3: Wow. Well, then maybe he knows what he's doing, but this time the drugs took over. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it's always yeah. funny. Well, he also <laughs> hit so five funny. vehicles
3: as he as he tried <laughs> to get. You
4: Guys, away remind me of my vehicles. parents in the '70s. Is he on the dope? Lock the doors. <laughs> they're going to force you to take the dope. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, he Mama. was on the dope. Okay, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. what, was, what did rookie say? Did he smoke the <laughs> the other day? Uh, I'll, I'll try to remember it. It was because you were giving him giving him the business about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, probably
4: deservedly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta police are looking for a suspect. They say he stole a trailer full of
3: Jack toilet Daniels. paper. Oh, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. It's a tragedy.
1: Southeast, Southeast Atlanta driver working for a Tennessee-based trucking company dropped off the shipment of the whiskey at the ITS Con Global Trailer Yard. It was reported stolen April 1st.
5: Wait there, a minute.
1: employee there told police he checked the trailer out of the yard without asking the unknown driver for his personal information. The employee also said the man did not appear to be suspicious in any
5: kind of I way. I was just going to say, this is an inside job. Surveillance cameras show a
1: white Chevy Tahoe parked across from the trailer yard and a white van pulling into the yard just moments later after the suspect's semi trailer left. The van followed it. The semi truck was found April 2nd in DeKalb County. Atlanta police officer Steve Avery said the majority of the cargo was gone when the vehicle was found. Another driver for the same company had his truck stolen from the yard March 29th and the driver's birth certificate and other paperwork inside, according to the report. Uh, in Great Britain, somebody uh, they had to bring fire trucks to the Beetham Tower uh, because somebody who's stuck inside and can't leave tried to barbecue on the 34th floor. Of the tower. Oh
2: boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Manchester Evening News saw at least 7 fire engines outside the Deansgate skyscraper. Building had to be evacuated. The call out appeared to be a false alarm. A small fire according to the Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue Service started because of a grill on the 34th floor. Good lord. A mystery in New Jersey. Mysterious Easter eggs filled with crackers, toilet paper, and pornographic pictures secretly placed in multiple mailboxes throughout Flagler County, according to the sheriff's office. Now sheriff's deputies want to know who's masterminding the Easter egg hunt. They received several calls about explicit eggs. According to deputies, the residents said the flag on their mailboxes was left in the up position. They looked inside. They found the plastic Easter eggs. In the egg, residents found a fish-shaped cracker, one sheet of toilet paper, a powder drink mix, and a crumpled piece of paper containing
3: a dirty picture. Were they I wonder s- who thought this was a good idea.
4: Were they self-portraits, yeah.
3: the pictures? Ooh.
1: That's not uh,
4: mentioned, to be truthful. And was it a goldfish? Yeah,
1: the goldfish, sure. The
4: crackers, the you know. Crackers, I love
1: those crackers. I do, well, too. Well,
4: what message does that send? A goldfish, A, sh- a one square. Toilet.
1: Toilet paper, a powdered drink mix. Oh. And it sends no
3: message to me whatsoever. Well, you, you're not a creative thinker. You need to No, th- I'm not.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to bring that story in so he could take a shot at oh, you. God, That's, all right. it's That's just right.
5: Okay. It's been nonstop for the past two days. The Goldfish <laughs> crackers are fantastic in soup. That's what I like them for. Sure they are. in mm. chili, too. In yep.
3: chili.
1: I did uh, listen to yesterday's podcast, Joe, and I was quite surprised at your tone. I think Kenny was right. You seem to appear to have softened
3: up since all of this has happened. What, about the high no. school seniors? <laughs> yeah, that part. Well, so was just, uh, just being me. Yeah. I, don't, I, nice. I have my sensitive side.
1: <laughs> okay. I sure. don't
3: like your tone.
5: Yeah.
1: Then <laughs> I was also surprised to find out uh, – Uh, We're doing something on April 23rd. What's that all about? There'll
5: be more information about that shortly, John. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to predict it doesn't happen, John. No, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
3: Maybe it is just Kenny.
5: (laughs) What am I seeing? I
3: just saw something uh, about that. About Kenny? Uh, No, about uh, something came over my text.
1: Your phone, your telephone. I got one too.
3: Yeah. Now it's gone.
1: Right before I talked to you guys. Yeah. It popped up. Do you want another story? One more. One more. Jeez. A naked man strolling around Lincoln, Nebraska, in the area of 84th Street and Old Cheney Road, arrested Monday on suspicion of indecent exposure. Resident called police about 10 p.m. to say the man was walking around his property stark naked. Police responded to the area located the 37-year-old man. The caller reported he had seen the same man doing the same thing the two days before. Officers reviewed surveillance video of the previous incidents, booked the man into jail on two additional counts of indecent exposure. At the time of the first two reports, officers also spoke with other people who reported seeing a naked man but failed to locate him. Uh, Police say the man's not talking much. They're just saying he told them he was out for a walk.
4: Well, is... How big is his property? Was he on his property? Hey now.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know, Kenny. All right. Johnny, good to hear from you. Okay. We'll be in touch. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thank you. See you Say, you, Johnny. like uh like all other uh, businesses in Minnesota, uh EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake is closed to normal foot traffic, but they can meet people by appointment. To sell them vehicles like electric bikes, scooters, motorcycles, ATVs, side by sides. If you don't want to go out, you can go online at the Ecofund Motorsports website. Pick out what you're interested in. Give them a call. You can pay over the phone. They can finish the paperwork at your house when they deliver what you've bought, and you just slide it down the driveway. You don't have to get near them. You can put it on a fishing line or something, and and cast it to them, and you'll never have to touch them. Uh, Bentelli electric e-bikes are the ideal way to social distance and get some fresh air and you might as well these parkways are closed to the cars, you might as well take advantage of it. Call Ecofund Motorsports at six one two 321-8867 to set up an appointment to get whatever you're interested in. And uh, they're, they were happy to uh, note that they're happy to see that the Spoon Lake Ice Out is open the other day. They drove by it. Ecofund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Call. Do everything over the phone. 612-321-8867. GL back in a moment.
6: This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. Do you make practical decisions based on being lucky? Do you have one agent representing only one company for your home and auto insurance? Are you hoping they are lucky enough to have the best coverage at the best price for you? Uh, the Canopy Group believes you deserve more than luck when it comes to your home and auto insurance. You deserve a true and tried process. The Canopy Group has a dedicated team of 30 professionals and hand-selects their 16 companies. They match each client with the company that best fits their individual needs. This due diligence and hard work results in the best coverage at the best price for Canopy clients. No luck, just a disciplined and dedicated approach to serving you. Remember, new clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Request a quote today at thecanopygroup.com. Or call 800 967 3389.
3: University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's
2: Joe Sujure.
3: Got an interesting letter. Hi, Joe. My name is Leo Pomerenki. I'm a senior at New Prague High School, and I listen to the podcast every day. I heard you guys talk about seniors the last couple of days, and I wanted to let you guys know what life is like for us right now. Everything about school is weird and out of the ordinary. Digital learning is much quicker than a regular school day, which is a plus, but it's pretty weird to see to not see friends every day. However, seniors like myself are getting a lot of sympathy from people such as you. But I have to be honest, it's not like it's hell or anything. Sure, it's difficult to have prom and graduation canceled, but there's a feeling that we're all in this together. Seniors across the country are dealing with the same stuff my friends and I are dealing with in New Prague. Seniors aren't alone, which makes this whole situation a lot better. The cancellation of spring sports, however, is a thing that takes a toll on a lot of seniors, especially baseball players. New Prague made a surprise run to the state tournament last year, and for a lot of my friends who are on the team, it's really difficult that the season is put back on hold. For some high school players, this is their last year of competitive baseball, and you can't help but feel bad for those guys. I'm in high school golf, and although it's difficult that I'm not golfing with the guys, I don't really miss it until we had a beautiful day like yesterday. It was perfect golfing weather, and knowing that I could have been golfing instead of sitting at home waiting for Reavers to upload the podcast (laughs) was absolute torture. Like you, I don't understand why we just can't go out and play golf. Trust me, with my accuracy, I can stay six feet away from anybody the entire round, but I guess it's not my decision to make. Everybody hopes we can get back to normal as soon as possible. But we need to be 100% safe from this virus before we can do that. Until then, I guess we'll have to wait it out. You and the morons keep up the great work. And, yes, you have a teenage listener, Leo. Thank you, Leo. That just
5: made my day. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic.
3: I want to visit the uh, failed academy for a moment. Uh, And and gratefully, given the condition of the world right now, the the failed academy is kind of a non-factor. They're really not playing much into the news. But right here, as close as La Crosse, Wisconsin, Dr. Darcy Thune from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse says that urging people to eat healthy during the COVID-19 lockdown is (laughs) fat-phobic. You're harming fat people. Okay. As pointed out by the college fix, Thune took to her personal blog, Two Fat Professors, to air her grievances over the dangers of counseling people to take care of themselves during quarantine. You sure as hell don't want to counsel anybody to take care of themselves, not if you're in the failed academy. Thune, who is described as a fat studies professor, and that's why the academies failed. They have somebody on the staff that's a fat studies professor, that fat shaming during the pandemic will only serve to continue to traumatize people who already are being traumatized. Uh, The article called Diet Culture at the End of the World also pointed out that she has seen an increase in -in tongue-in-cheek memes about the horrors of gaining weight during quarantine. In addition to comments from people I know online, I've also noticed a sizable uptick in the number of funny memes about weight gain during the crisis she wrote. These memes seemingly folk- poke fun at diet culture and shame viewers for not going to the gym, eating too much for getting fat and for not starving ourselves at the end of the world. The meme below is a fair representation of this kind of humor that reinforces diet uh, culture, but the printer didn't print the meme. I don't care. Uh, Thune went on to insist that there's nothing wrong with seeking relief from stressful situations through food. This, this woman is a complete uh, nutcase, a fruitcake. We need to seek solace and comfort where we can, and for some folks, F-O-L-X—that's how she spells folks—that oh. solace and comfort will be in food, and that is okay. Uh, to persist in pointing out, to, to to persist in promoting the idea that gaining weight is dangerous, bad, or something that we should be preoccupied with in this moment, only feeds into a system of fat phobia that oppresses and abuses so many, even in the best of times. I wonder if she's a big girl. I bet she is if her, Jesus. Bl- if her blog is called uh, Good Lord, Joe.
5: Two Fat People. But isn't, um, isn't one of the underlying health concerns with people getting COVID-19 is that if you are overweight, you yes. are more susceptible? Yes. So then what's her
3: problem? But she's a member of the failed academy, and Got she's it. not in the business of enlightening people. She's uh-huh. in the business of proselytizing. It's a shame. She's giving you the absolute wrong advice.
4: Well.
3: Absolutely the wrong advice. Maybe in your world. I don't know. No, read me an article about COVID-19 that doesn't point out that obesity would be one of the underlying complications. Yeah, that's
5: what I thought, too. Uh, Obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease. Well, in CNN yesterday, Kenny and I were... Kenny,
3: you're hitting a triple play.
5: (laughs) Uh, Yesterday, Kenny and I were watching a... Was it CNN, Kenny? Where they said that uh, the coronavirus was hitting... African-American communities harder than, the, it than others. It is. Which I said, well, how is that provable? Oh, well, it's very provable. Is it really?
3: Uh, oh, yeah. Chicago, uh, you know, blacks make up, what, 26% of the city population, forgive my numbers, I'm somewhat accurate, and seventy percent, 77% of the COVID cases.
5: But I would, I guess, look at it more the way that you wrote it in your article a week ago when the mayor called you out. Was it, it's it's urban living? It you know it has more to do with that than it does what skin color you have.
3: Apparently, black people are more susceptible to diabetes and high blood pressure. Oh, okay, then uh, I, I stand did, corrected. I did not know that, uh, and I suppose the argument could be made. I hate to go euphorian on everybody. I hate to go liberal lakes, but I guess the argument could be made that uh, uh, there's probably a lot of. Dietary decisions that uh, black people in the inner city might make that wouldn't be the wisest or would not be uh, seen being made in, say, exclusive suburbs. I gotcha. Uh, instead of uh, buying uh, grapes, you know, a big hunk of grapes, maybe somebody's buying something for their sweet tooth or something. I have no idea. I'm just putting that out there. I gotcha. Because while well, you saw it here in the salon, the salon is ordering these convenience stores in Minneapolis to provide fresh fruit and vegetables, mm-hmm. only to discover that these poor convenience store owners got to throw this stuff away at the end of the week because no one's
5: buying it. We had the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, I forget his name. He Abdul ordered this, somebody. We, he owns the store. Uh, it's in Uptown on Lake and... I can't remember the guy yeah, I, I remember.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Joe, after listening to the podcast with Steve Richardson and his developing a low cost ventilator, I came to this realization, no matter how good my own personal best beer might have been, it will not be as good as his when in the end he can look at his invention, the FDA approval and the bottom of the bell curve showing the lives he and his team saved. Then he can sit down and have that beer and smile. Hell, I'd be honored to buy that beer. <laughs> Brian, that's a good point. That is it? a good one. Yeah. And finally, uh, this is addressed to both Joe and Patrick. I grew up in Glendive, Montana, and I'm a proud uh, graduate of Dawson County High School, class of 1963. Being a small town, we never saw a professional sports team or anything close. During the late 1950s, the Harlem Road Kings came to town to play an exhibition basketball game against some local players. Their claim to fame was that the Harlem Globetrotters claimed to be from Harlem, but were not. The Road Kings were the real deal. They played in our high school gym. It was well attended. I believe it was before the game that 15 to 20 of us ran down to the locker room to get autographs. At the time, I didn't know anything about autographs or that it was a big deal. I went down to the uh, locker room and got some signatures. All of the players were kind to us and printed their names. Two or three of them signed most of the names. Some didn't sign at all. Anyway, they played great and had many of the same antics as the Globetrotters. They made some unbelievable shots. We had a great time. Do you know anything about them? Thanks. Another Montanan. No, I don't. I've never heard of the Road Kings. I hadn't either. But I love that name. That
5: is a cool name.
3: The Harlem Road Kings. Oh, that is a cool name. Uh, But no, I'll have to save that and ask Pat because uh, I'm unaware of that. I have no idea. I remember seeing the Harlem Globe Globetrotters when I was a kid.
4: You've
5: seen them many times. Uh, a couple times, I bet. A couple times.
3: Kenny, you'll be leaving I'm, us, huh?
4: I'm seeing that they're a baseball team. Did you mention that?
3: And I was zoning out. The uh, Road Kings are? Yeah. Oh, no. He didn't mention that. Uh, no, he's saying this was that maybe they had a basketball and baseball team. This was basketball,
5: or maybe whenever that franchise died down, somebody took the name and made it into a. Ba- That's a cool baseball team name too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just cool. Kind of reading about it now.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, you'll be leaving us for a couple of days. You have to tend to some agricultural oh, oh, business, or longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: good Lord willing.
3: Yep, yeah. you're going to get a double smoked ham for Easter from Grunhoffers.
4: If you say so.
3: Oh man, eat it on the way. Ham. And, and uh, you know, Spencer says, we're open. You can come inside. The, the phone rings off the hook because people think they're closed. That's not the case. They're open and doing marvelous business for this upcoming Easter weekend. And uh, you've never had a ham like a double-smoked ham from Spencer Grundhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in uh, downtown Hugo, right on the north end of Hugo. Uh, and if you wish, they'll bring it out to you, put it in your trunk, or leave it outside the door if you would prefer uh, they want everybody to stay safe, and they're doing every precau- They're making, taking every precaution they can. But, of course, they're open for inside sales. People are calling because they think the offer is curbside pickup only and the store is closed. The phone is going crazy with those calls. No, that's not the case. Uh, it's open for business, as it always is. They're taking, taking steps to keep it sanitized. And uh, if you want an Easter ham, which apparently is the American tradition, the Easter ham. You've never had one like a Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats double smoked ham. Mm -mm -mm. Seriously, that is the best way to have ham. And then when you're there, you'll load up on everything else. The brats, the jerky, the burgers, the steaks, the chops, the The, salmon, the the, chicken.
5: The meatloaf.
3: The meatloaf, frozen oven ready, pre-made meatloaf. It's all uh, wonderful. They'll take care of you for Easter. You will absolutely not be disappointed. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meets on Highway 61 in Hugo, just at the north end of town.
4: I'm seeing that there's a there were a lot of traveling uh, road teams. I've Unfortunately, my uh, website locked up here, and it won't move. Uh, but uh, not just the Globetrotters. There were the Road Kings and uh, uh, the Enforcers, the Harlem Clowns, the Harlem Stars. There was a whole bunch of traveling, barnstorming basketball teams with the name Harlem something. It's fascinating. Uh, Do you know somebody named Goose Tatum? Yes, yes. Goose Tatum played with the uh,
5: Road Kings, evidently. How do you know who Goose Tatum is, Joe? Well,
3: I just know the names. I'm old enough. Uh, I'm going to find something here for you.
5: Born
4: in El Dorado, Arkansas. Yeah. Jeez, he got around, played with the Louisville Black Colonels and later the Birmingham Black Barons and the Indiana- Indianapolis Clowns. Oh, my goodness.
3: You want a great book recommendation? Yeah. The guy said he was from Montana, and they played in the high school gym there. One of the greatest high school basketball novels you could read because, of course, it's much more than basketball is set in Montana, and it's called Blind Your Ponies. Blind, Blind Your Ponies okay. by Stanley Gordon West, who's from St. Paul.
5: Remind me to give that to me again where I can write it down because people are going to ask me about you it. You've got to put years. it on
3: the author's corner page. It was published on January 18th, 2011. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, it's called Blind Your Ponies. Blind. And it's about this down and out underdog small town high school basketball team in Montana, but again, much more than being about basketball. Who wrote S- it, show? Stanley, Gordon Stanley West. Gordon West. All right, a uh, during uh during the time of the uh homebound shutdown, that'd be a hell of a book to read. Blind your ponies. And it's just really you really get a great feel for Montana too. It's just uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. You'll love it. And he's written some others uh, that were set in St. Paul. One was Until They Bring the Streetcar Back. Until They Bring the Streetcar Back, Uh, Stanley, Gordon, West. So there you have it. I'm doing my doing my duties. Kenny, did you find any Jim Harrison stuff yet?
4: Uh, I think I'm going to go to this Atasca Park tomorrow. Are, <laughs> are you going to have this? Are you going to have this up on the screen?
5: Will you give us the moon shot when you walk up there?
4: I might.
3: <laughs> what are you finding? What are you finding that's so appealing? Just,
4: uh, you've got to Google this when, you, as soon as you get a chance, just Google Mississippi Headwaters uh, Webcam. And it's a Minnesota DNR website, and it's a live cam. I mean, it's happening right now. And it's just the most idyllic scene you can ever imagine. And the ice isn't totally off Lake Itasca yet.
5: No, you can see the line of exactly where it is. But
4: there's geese and ducks frolicking. And this morning when I was watching it, I was waiting for a black bear to amble in, but never did see it. But evidently, the state has not closed this park yet, and I checked to see, and it is open, and we've seen occasional visitors stroll through Well, that's
5: what we were about, what, a half an hour ago or so? There was a family that walked up, and I thought, how cool it would be to watch some little kid walk across the Mississippi River for the first time.
4: But I'm thinking tomorrow I should be standing there giving you guys
5: the bird. That would be Fantastic. I have it.
3: I have it on my uh,
5: computer, but
3: the wheel of thought keeps turning. I ha- I'm not seeing anything yet. Uh, Mississippi headwaters web. There it is. Oh my! Can you- word. I told it. you. Isn't that something? I want to be there right now. I know. I oh. know. It's Look just- at the water moving in the inland. There. Well, it's and just-
5: earlier today there were barely any clouds in the sky. It was just picture perfect. It was fantastic.
3: Yeah. All you got to do is Google Mississippi headwaters webcam. Yeah. And it comes right up. There it is. Oh, man.
5: Kenny, can you throw it on Twitter if, it's, if people want to oh, see Oh, I,
4: ha- I did this morning. Oh, you did. Okay. I did this morning, and then you did it too. And uh, I already checked the mileage. It's only two hours from my farm. So
3: The mighty Mississippi begins its journey to the Gulf of Mexico as an 18-foot-wide, oh. knee-deep river in Itasca State
5: Park. When's the last time you guys have been up there? I've I have never, never been, been there. there. You never have. Never. I have never been never. to the headwaters. Oh, see, I would have, have assumed, Joe, you would have brought the kids you used to have when they were younger up there. I've no,
3: been, uh, no, we've done some things, Isle Royal and uh, some of the uh, Ely stuff, but we never got to the headwaters. Oh, I've man.
4: been to Paul Bunyan State Park a million times, and I've I've been through uh, what's the town right
5: there? Park Rapids. A hundred times, but uh, I've never been. Here. I was probably ten, I think, when we did that as a family.
3: Do you know how long that river flows before it leaves Minnesota? No, six hundred and ninety-four miles.
4: Wow! I want to put in the uh, the garbage scow where it first gets navigable. Is it navigable? Navigable. Where it first get? Yeah, and take it all the way down to Fridley. Just float on the pontoon all the way down to Fridley.
3: <laughs> it starts in the park. It flows north to Bemidji, yep. where it turns east, yep. and then south near Grand Rapids. It will flow a total of 694 miles before working its way out of Minnesota. Yeah. Wow.
4: I know, uh, I've heard of guys taking canoe trips from up there, and it takes them a couple of weeks to get down to Minneapolis.
3: I got a dumb question. Go ahead. Does it just bubble up out of the ground there? Is that where it starts?
4: No, it's actually coming out of Lake Itasca, Itasca, and there's like a a very small little rock dam that it flows over.
3: What feeds Lake Itasca? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's got, but think think of the appetite the river has to go its on its, it's journey.
4: It's got to be all tributaries. You know, it's wow. all these other creeks and rivers that flow into it. And all the lakes that it goes through.
3: Okay, now you're looking at it again. Maybe GLers have it up too. I'm looking at some rocks over which some water is flowing right. calmly. Right. Is that the start of it right yes. there? Yeah,
4: and yes. that's the famous, that's where we always see pictures taken. You know, I've I've seen a lot of pictures taken of people walking across those rocks.
3: So, so as I look at the screen, the Mississippi is going off to my right. Yes. Correct. I'll yeah. be damned. Yep. I've never even seen this picture before.
5: Yeah, that's neat. I bet my, I'm going to call her, I bet my mom has the photo, because all four of us kids did it at the same time. God, I hope one of your brothers pushed you in. Well, we all tried to push each other, and of course we did, because that's what brothers do. But I bet she has that photo somewhere. I'll call her to see if I can find it.
3: Is is that the bit people uh, walk across the rocks to say they walked across the Mississippi?
5: Well, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, what you're seeing is where you can access that from the regular park, And across that walk, there's another trail that takes you around, and then you can come back to the access point. Right, because we have seen people on both sides. Yep. Oh, boy. It's
4: really neat. uh, I'm glad I'm not going to be here tomorrow because you're going to be inundated with uh,
5: um, mansplaining from (laughs) GLers. But that's okay because I might take the boys up there this summer and do that. So Uh, I don't mind giving – Kenny, (laughs) uh,
3: how far is that out of your way if you're going to your uh, country place? Uh,
4: It's two hours north of me.
5: Oh, boy. That's only two hours north of you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: Mm. Well, I'm going to put that – there's also a great eagle cam. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. The the eagle just had a baby. Yeah, It's fantastic. Everything's fantastic. Everything's going to be all right.
5: Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be be okay. okay.
3: Everything's going to be fine. That's right. It'll just take some time.
5: Uh, Really quick before we go, I want to give out that uh, Kenny was talking about the Garage Logic Happy Hour. Here's the deal. Here's oh, how you get registered. It's already official. Well, basically, yes. Here we go. Well, I'm I'm going to say
4: right now this ain't going to happen, but you go ahead and sign up.
5: All you them. have to do is listen to Garage Logic on the Pod MN app. That's all you have to do. Every hour that you listen to GL on the Pod MN app, every day gets you an entry to win. 20 GLers are going to win the chance to hang out with the crew Thursday, April 23rd, uh, starting at 5 o'clock in a private Zoom meeting. You can get more details on how to win in the PodMN app. The PodMN app is available in your iPhone or Android app store. Just download it. It's PodMN, P-O-D-M-N. It's that easy. Are they calling it a happy hour? We're going to call it the uh, social distancing scramble. Is what we're gonna call call it. Is and it on it, a Is it on a Friday? It's a Thursday.
3: Well, well, it scrambles on a Friday, and it's
5: an hour. The reason we're doing it on a Thursday, gentlemen, is <laughs> we might use some of the audio from it for the Friday show. Ah,
4: you we're, see, we're gonna see how many shots of uh, tequila Kenny can drink <laughs> in one hour. Is what we're gonna do here. Yeah.
5: Say,
3: uh, John Height of the Gang, joined us today. Yep. Rookie will be back in studio tomorrow, and we're looking
5: forward to that. And Kenny will moon us on the Itasca State Park cam. Well, if you do get there, Kenny, uh, I'll look forward to seeing what you send us. I think that'll be cool. We'll see. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm holding my breath. I'm just, you
5: know. What are you saying? I have no idea. All right. Thank you. Uh, Don't forget, download the PodMN app, and please don't forget to rate and review the show, and you can download previous episodes at garagelogic.com. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.